Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers to Me fan club. Every month, you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content, such as our Meet the Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else, and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin, and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Abdul Osman against Brad Jones to put Liverpool out of the cup and not that to three! Hello, welcome to It's All Cobblers to Me, the podcast about Northampton Town Football Club. I'm Charles Commons and on this week we're happy to be talking about our first win of 2022. If you enjoy what we do and would like to help us to keep bringing you weekly Cobblers content, you can join the fan club on Patreon, where you'll get access to our community forums, extra content, and help us in sponsoring NTFC women's player Abby Bruin. We're always striving to improve what we do and looking at ways to support the football team we all love. You can help us to do that by paying just £2 a month over at patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me joining me this week danny brothers chesy coleman how are you guys you okay oh it's neil not here i thought you were neil going to go on to the third it's not no it's not here. no no neil's too busy come on neil watching the 49ers in the nfc championship game i think i've got that right the nfc it's championship game. The playoff NFL. of some sort that they get to go to the super mega massive bowl isn't it <laughs> That sounds like a song by Muse. So it does. I was going to say <laughs> supersonic, super, super bowl. Mental. Yeah, they're going yeah. Uh, potentially going to the big bowl. So Neil is otherwise engaged this evening, which is fair enough. It's a big game. Oh, the big bowl! I I, I love it, Chesy. How are you? <laughs> have, you got any, have you got any big bowls? <laughs> Stop talking about you. the big bowl, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Unless you you are referring to the giant swimming pool that's now being built in, in well, near my hometown after 14 years, which is great. We haven't had a pool for 14 years. Then, no, I don't. What? Watch it, swimming pool. Yeah, oh, I know. News. So this excited. is brilliant. No, it's, not in, it's nowhere near where I live. No, it, oh. It's like 12 miles from where I live, but that's still oh. near civilization. Yeah, I, I was going to say, but considering where you live, been, that, that's pretty close, yeah, isn't it? 14 years since we've had a swimming pool. <laughs> they knocked it down and built Lidl. Which, oh, I'm not sure. How do you knock down a swimming pool? Surely it's knocking it up, isn't it? Oh, I see what you've done there. I see what you've done. Can't knock down a swimming pool, can you? It's already down. That's a valid point, very well made. <laughs> Apparently, um, there was a giant crack in the pool, <laughs> so they had to get rid of it. 
But this was, I mean, I was Danny, young when put it some, happened. put some swimming shorts on. Come <laughs> on. Get rid of that crack. Um, <laughs> uh, Salford City came to town. Well, some of them popped along. Yeah, some of them did. Yeah. Of them. yeah. Hmm. They didn't get the memo, unfortunately. No, like not, the, not the whole city. No, yeah, exactly. 1-0, um, as one Barry nil. Davis would lovely would love to say. 1-0 to the town. Fantastic performance, if you ask me. Now, out of, out of the three of us, hands up, who watched the game? Chessie, did you watch it? No, I was otherwise... What's the word? How dare you? Get off the pod. Uh, uh, Danny? Was I wasn't <laughs> Otherwise engaged, is that what you're going to say? Otherwise yeah, engaged? what was I doing? I can't even remember. Well, that's good. Uh, Danny, you watched <laughs> oh, it back, the farm. didn't you? Sunday that's it. Ah, right. Far, the farm. Farm, farm news. Yep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Danny, you watched it back on Sunday morning. Yeah, first thing I did Sunday morning. Because I was on, mm. I was playing foot golf on Saturday, Charles. Oh, which was pretty entertaining for all involved. How did that go? Was that fun? Interesting, yeah. Did you win? I st- no, I wasn't. No, that we had to let the birthday boy win. Um, well, you didn't I, have to. Let's I kept a... Uh, no, but that was our story. Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> steady, I'd say. Pulled steady. a muscle about halfway round. Um, <laughs> which is only just recovering um, because I don't kick balls a lot anymore. Uh, so I should have warmed up, but I didn't. I have watched it just to, just to clarify, but just not at the actual 3 p.m. time. Yeah. 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 So I have Good. watched the game, just FYI. I, ha- okay. I have done my research. Good. I'm g- Sorry, I'm, I'm I interjected glad. the uh, the golf talk, foot golf talk. That's fine. No, it's absolutely fine. Just just checking that we're all professional on this podcast. Absolutely. Yes. Nothing nothing less than professional. Uh, I, I mean, out of the three of us, I was the only one to watch it live. Uh, prawn sandwich in hand. Um, <laughs> ah, you were yes. in um, hospitality. I was. Closest I've come to winning stand-up bingo ever. Oh. I thought, did you not get close in the lockdown? I, I might, you, I uh, maybe. But I mean, does that person. count? Yeah, of course. Yeah, that counts. Oh, okay. Right, yes. good. I mean, I got down to the top. I was in the top 10. That's very good because it is really, really mm-hmm. difficult to win. The, yeah, um, notoriously difficult. Yeah, mm. notoriously. Um, the guy that came second was on our table. Oh. And I will say this. He was more worried about having got something wrong and missed a number. He was quite glad when he didn't win. He <laughs> 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 was like... If I have to go up there and then I get embarrassed because I've missed out a number that actually I should have sat down about after the second ball or something, I'll be devastated. <laughs> Do well, you have any, um... Sorry, go. Go on. There you oh. go. Well, what I no, do is go. that I <laughs> I uh, I pass over my stand-up bingo tickets to Sean, who verifies the numbers, so right. that I can take no responsibility whatsoever for winning slash accidentally not winning. Can I ask a, a very very valid question after everything that we know about you and Sean? Yeah. Is that wise? <laughs> <laughs> well, he's better at maths than me. Okay, fair enough. Which, um, I mean, is quite is he, worrying, is he to be still fair. better at maths with you after eight bottles of wine? That's the question, isn't it? <laughs> don't know. Maybe not um, eight bottles of wine, Charles. That's maybe, slightly oh, yeah, exaggeration. Maybe, maybe not, yeah. Fair enough. I don't think anyone is is good at maths after eight bottles of wine. <laughs> better than you, Carol Vorderman must be. Oh. Carol Vorderman, what a oh, legend God. she is. I would love to see a math out. Is that Would, would that be what you would call it? Maths out. We're not American. Oh, sorry. Maths out. Between mm-hmm. Carol Vorderman and Rachel Riley. It'd be like a Ooh. countdown champion. I know they do a champion of champions, don't they, on countdown? Mm. But this would be like a um a, a battle of the 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 number people. <laughs> Here's letters. a question. Here's a question. <laughs> Who out of our squad would be the best at maths? Oh, I know. I reckon, I, I, let's let's be honest. We all know the answer to this. It's Sam Hoskins. No, because he's uh, a no. pet. I think Guthers is quite clever. What do you think? Yeah, he spoke. I will say this: he spoke very well in the uh, the 1897 suite. That was going to be my game. question. Did you have any players in there before or after? We had a few. Yeah, we had a few actually. Mm-hmm. So um, Max Dyche came in pre kickoff. Oh, yeah. Nice. Um, I don't think he was in the squad, was he, Max Dice? I don't think so, no. No, I, I, I've got a feeling. I, I was like that going, hmm. when I saw him, I went, oh, he's not made the squad then. Um, <laughs> do you know what? I know we've said it before, haven't we? That, And we've heard him on post-match interview um, with Radio Northampton, but he's, he speaks very, very well. 
I suspect he's good at maths as well, because I suppose if he wasn't doing his own work, his dad would be right on him. Do you you know what? I I agree. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Um, No, he he spoke very, very well. Um, And obviously, it was quite funny, because Tom, shout out to Tom Cliff, friend of the pod, he was doing the interview in the uh, hospitalities he does every week, excellently. Um, He asked Max about for a prediction pre-match, and I love the way that Tom goes, obviously, this isn't gambling. This is nothing to do with that whatsoever. But can we have your prediction for the match? And Max just gives a, an answer, you know, fairly generic. You know, Cobblers will win, obviously. Because let's be honest, if uh, if somebody came in, a player came into the hospitality and said, oh, I think we'll lose 3-1. They'd be kicked <laughs> out the door. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not very not very good look, is it? Um so, um, yeah, very, very good. Enjoyed that. Enjoyed Max. Max Dyche was very, very... I, I mean, a grown-up is the word or the phrase that I would use. He, he just sounds like he's got an old head on young young shoulders, which I suppose, in a way, you'd kind of expect from a Dyche. Is that is that <laughs> bad to say? Potentially, yeah. I think um, it's a good thing. Yeah, I think so. And then after the game... Um, yeah, John Grothu came in because he was named man, man of the match. I think he was named man of the match simply because of the fact that he'd, well, from from what everybody was saying within the club, he'd scored the goal. Obviously, that's something to come on to a bit later. Contentious there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, I think it was the University of Northampton that were match sponsors. And they'd quite clearly just gone, I don't know who to give it to. And Tom oh, had gone, on. give it to the goal scorer. That'll be the oh, easiest way. It's kept Matt Smith in his pocket all afternoon as well. So. Mm. Yeah, well, yeah, there was that as well. However, I will say that I think Sean McWilliams was absolutely brilliant. He, he was, was fantastic, wasn't he? Absolutely. I, th- I think he was head and shoulders Ooh. above the rest, personally. I but, think um, when he has a good game, mm. it completely transforms the shape of our midfield. When you're watching the highlights back, back mm. you can see any time that he's got possession in midfield there is a complete line and a complete shape to that midfield and it just mobilizes everything everything well, about the midfield and then everything on the pitch is mobilized by him well you see I, I think he literally grabbed that game by the scruff of the mm-hmm. neck that's a because, Sean McWilliams game isn't it well, well, well do you know what though this is the thing is that actually I look at it and I say to myself that 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 was a that was the best I've seen Sean McWilliams play because it wasn't just about the tackling. I think Jake Sharp said this on the post-match on Radio Northampton. You normally turn around and say that Sean McWilliams has had a fabulous game because he's been chomping at the bit. He's been, you know, right at the heels of all the opposition midfielders. He's, he's, basically ran over every blade of grass on the pitch and et cetera, et cetera, made all these, you know, tackles and X, Y, and Z. Against Salford, he was running the show. The passes yeah. that he was making, you know, he was picking out players, whether it was a long ball, short pass, whatever it was. He was the main man. He was the architect of our performance, I think. And it was incredible to watch. And it was a privilege, I would say, to see him controlling the game in such a way. Honestly, that is probably the best game that I've ever seen him have. Not just from, because he still went in with his tackles. He was still, you know, biting at the heels of the opposition. But on top of that, he then also had the passing range, which was just sublime at times. And you thought to yourself, how is this lad still playing in League Two? Well, let's yeah. not shout too loud about that, eh? <laughs> well, yeah, well, well. yeah, give it not a Not till Tuesday, you know. anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough, fair I enough. I think a lot, I don't want to take anything away from him, but Salford's midfield was dreadful in terms of what they were, like they weren't pressing at all. Every pass seemed to go sideways or backwards from them. And that's very Gary Bowyer in terms of... <laughs> How many times have we said that about our midfield, though? Exactly. Yeah. But um, it just gives him, it gave him that space, didn't it? The fact that they mm. weren't bothered. I mean, a team like Crawley will come to town and just be right in there at him all the time. But Silver just didn't seem asked at going forward. And just everything they do seemed to be really standoffish. But it gave us a view of a diff- different side of McWazza's game that we don't see a lot because teams come up and set up differently against us. Potentially, we see it more in away games because teams will be a little bit more open playing against us at home. But it yeah. was very yeah. Jonjo esque. 
Ooh, in terms of the authoritiveness. High praise. Yeah, he stood you up. See what I mean? He, he kind of stood up and took took the game. Then yeah. he, he thought he knew from the start that this was going to be his game. I think, and he took, mm. once he got that few minutes out of his system, is is rocking and rolling. Yeah. I also think as well it, it it was quite an important game for people like him to get momentum back because regardless of what the results have been in the last four weeks, what we desperately needed was game time and momentum. And Sean, we know, works on momentum, doesn't he? When mm. he's been out of the squad injured, it takes him a little while just to get back up to speed. Not anything really to do with fitness, just to do with the that almost that you can kind of see just watching him in the stand, the psychological impact of being out. And it's that idea of actually, do you know what? They've had a good four solid weeks now back in training, back playing games, albeit some of them terribly, but they've actually got game time and that makes a massive psychological difference to a player like that. Absolutely. I think that we, I mean, I think we see that with a lot of the players when they come back, it takes them a little bit of while, you know, to get up to speed again, but you are right. They had a fabulous, Sean McWilliams had a fabulous game, was absolutely brilliant. I think, yeah, I, I can't remember thinking to myself that Salford's midfield was anything Good. No, they didn't. They didn't try and do anything. Mm. It was. It was basically like watching us under curl. I thought it was like everything was going from back to front. Like now they've got Matt Smith up front. They lump it up to him, and then there's nothing. It was like watching peak Keith Curl in League One stuff. Peak Keith Curl. Like you know when we signed Chris <laughs> Lyons to to run midfields and we just mm. never passed it to him. It was that kind of thing. I think. Yeah, there is that, isn't there? Definitely. But no, it was good, it was good performance though. From it wasn't for sure. Like yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, the new players, obviously Idris Kanu started. Um, first of all, yeah, let's let's go with that. What did what did you make of his performance, Danny Idris Kanu? It was a bit peripheral, but peripheral is that a word? Peripheral. peripheral. I peripheral. don't ask me to say. I've got six points. Not, <laughs> yeah, I don't necessarily think that's his fault particularly because I don't think he's had a lot of game time, has he? Mm. Um, probably is where yeah, was playing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think he's, he's still getting used to it, but I think we'll come on to Epia later and notice the difference mm. between the two, for sure. Um, but, I mean, his pace is going to be a big thing, I think. we His pressing and his pace, you can't fault that, but I think it's going to take his... It, he just wasn't in the game that much and he wasn't getting the ball to feet that much, whether that was them just defending deep or whatever, but you mm. just didn't, never got the feeling that he was massively happy and massively as sort of switched on as Epi it was when he came on. But there was a there was a point, I think it was in the first half, where he got on the ball, uh Kanu, this is, got on the ball and did a few step overs as he was running towards goal on the right hand side of the pitch. And um I was sat next to uh Chris Freeman, friend of the podcast. Hi Chris, um, who commented and said Oh, he's done some very Phil Neville-esque step-overs there. <laughs> Phil Neville-esque. Oh, no. Of all the players to go to. I know. <laughs> I know. And I thought to myself, I did say, I did. I think I did say, it's a bit harsh, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, you know, because he did the step-overs and literally the defender just stood up in front of him and just sort of went, well, you can step over all you like, pal, but, you know, you're not going anywhere. And that's essentially what happened was that he, he lost possession and it, it went back the other way. But it was, yeah. I, I, I thought he was, for a first game, for a first start, for the fact that I don't think he's probably trained that many times with the team. I don't have any inside information on that. I just presume, based on the fact that he only signed this week, I, I, I don't think he got himself into the game that much. Personally, no, I, I thought think, it was I a little there bit. was more to come from him, and he, as much as he ran around and he really did, you know, he put himself about, as they say, with football. But I don't think he was really ever in the game, which is why, in the end, when he got substituted, nobody really complained about it. It was a very debut debut, I think, in terms of wanting to impress. I think he was <laughs> almost trying debut. a little, yeah, it's almost trying a little bit too hard, I think, to mm. to impress and do something where I think do eventually you, do he'll you settle. Think and... Actually, with that. Do you think that maybe comes from the fact that where he's come from? No, I don't think. I, I don't think it matters. Well, to I think him, it potentially does. Matters to me. I'll, no, I'll tell it you it matters to us. I mean. Of course, it does. It matters that's to all of us. I was but... sat there in the in the eighteen ninety seven suite 
before the match and the team sheet comes up on the little screen that was above our table and um, they've used pictures to represent all the players and there was Idris Kanu wearing a Peterborough shirt. <laughs> Not happy with that. Get that out straight away. Get that, get that right out. I'd prefer a nothing. blank, nothing, no picture. Just put don't put a picture on. Yeah, just, put just put his name, no picture. Would have been fine. I, 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 part of me get, I, I get it where, it, where like, you know, John Brady said in the week that he doesn't really care about the rivalry in terms of bringing a player in from Peterborough. And I get that. I understand it. But from a fan's perspective, no. It's mega I, important. Yeah. It's mega important that he gets it right. Because if it goes wrong, it's a bit like, do you remember when, <laughs> oh God, when Langmead first arrived? Oh, that's <laughs> and, and obviously what happened? His first season, he scored with his hand <laughs> in that seven-two <laughs> defeat, an own goal, obviously, and it was just awful. And he was literally hated—not hated personally, but on on the pitch as a player, hated because everything that you've he got stood to be for, good, haven't you? If absolutely. you come from that lot, you do. Yeah. I, I don't. Mm. Yeah, you know. yeah, you've got to stick. You've got to put it in. Yeah, which, it he, which he did. He, he put in the effort. I think it's mm. just the quality was lacking a little bit. Mm. Yeah, and I, I, I think that will come. I, I think it will come in the end. Yeah. But he won't want to go back by the end of it. He'll be like, "Come on!" I hope not. He'll be He's, saying "then" instead of "neen" yeah, before we know be, it. This lot's got lifts tower. Have you seen that bus station that they've just built? I was yeah. going to say, "Who needs a cathedral?" But we'll get complaints if I say down, that again, won't we? <laughs> been down Kingsthorpe Mill. What more do you need? Fifty p, Lil. Moving on, uh, <laughs> Jordan Turnbull. Ryan Watson what a came beard. back. What a beard. What a beard. Did you see that video oh. um, that came through before, um, from Salford, Mort. I think, the Twitter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Morton yeah. greeting Turnbull and Wano oh. as they come off. Magical moment, that was. Doesn't that so show good. you, though, how much of an impact that Adam Morton has at yeah. our football club? And in a way, and, you know, don't get me wrong, I, 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 at, the, at the end of the day, it's, it's one person. You know, Adam Morton is, is is just Adam Morton, but he's the 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 epiphany, epiphany, epitome. Of, epitome thank you, Chelsea, epitome of our club. He's the lifeblood, isn't he? Yeah, if you've got play, former players coming back and really wanting to see him and loving the fact that that's the first person that they see when they get off the bus, I think that's great. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, Adam so Morton is is almost immortalised as as a fan, but as a member of immortalised. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dreadful. And sorry. I think <laughs> it's very very important that because because by the way, there's an Adam Morton at every club, right? Definitely, without doubt. Especially do you when think? you look. Do you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially, mm. especially in the lower leagues, mm. there is a there is a member of staff, or there is somebody that connects players, staff and fans all together. To, now, to, to, echo, to echo a song, there's only one Adam Morton. Well, yes, there's one Adam Morton, but there's an ad version of Adam Morton, at, especially at lower league level. And it's so important that we have them and we they're recognised at clubs because they literally, it's like a little cog. And without that little cog, the big cog doesn't work. Do you know, though, you say that, but actually, if we go back before Adam Morton at the Cobblers, who would that have been? That is a very, you, you very cannot, You'd well say someone like Dennis Casey, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, may, yeah. yeah. yeah maybe. Big, but, I in mean, terms I, of, like, a character and, a, yeah. and a, like, someone who was just so, like, loyal to the club and just stayed but for so long. And you're going back a, a long time there, Danny. I'm no, sorry. You asked I, I know we don't you like didn't put any boundaries on your question. Hey. Hey, yeah, yeah. I, I said, but before Adam, I mean, Griff you know, the no offence to uh -huh. Dennis, but you know, Dennis, you know, he retired a long time before before Mortz took up the uh, the kit man job at six. So I don't. It's not that I don't agree with. I do see what you're saying, Jesse, but I I genuinely actually think that almost you're doing a disservice to what Mortz is. I think he's just amazing. Cobblers. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I know yeah. you do. Yeah. I'm not, you know, but I just think by saying that there's one of those at every single club. That I don't think there is. Maybe I really there's somebody. Don't. Maybe there's somebody like him, but perhaps there's not 
someone that makes the impact that Adam Morton does. Maybe that's Maybe. the phrase we're looking for. Maybe. I mean, we're not going to know, are we? Because, you know, we're too cobbler-centric. But, you know, I, 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 I see your point. But I, I get there. So we, we talked about Kanu there. Um, we'll talk about the other two um, lone players in a bit. But in in terms of the result of the game and the performance, what, what did we make of that? I mean, I personally thought that it was a very good, solid performance. It wasn't anything to necessarily write home about. It, it was, was maybe, needed. yeah, it was maybe the performance that was needed rather than the one that we all wanted, if that makes sense. It was a bit of a Batman of a performance. <laughs> Batman of a performance. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's the hero that you want, but he's not the hero that you need. Oh, that's very I think it, I, I think it was, uh, an, it was a performance that showed that we are still in the mix. Mm-hmm. But it's also a performance that stood out because the others had been very poor. I think we are probably not going to be able to judge this performance truly until we've played the next two or three games. If we now go on a run of three or four games of decent results, this would be classed as a really good performance. Well, hang on a minute. Didn't you say that last week with a Sutton nil-nil draw? Yeah, so we're only one game into the three more games. So can I finish my point? Well, yeah, well of course you can. But I just think <laughs> you could you could carry on saying that until the end of the season. Yeah, but we're mid my point. Do you see what I mean? We're mid the point that I was <laughs> making. So we're still in that era of the thing. So until we get to the Port, I think it's Port Vale. Until we get to Port Vale game, I don't think we can really measure ha- how important it is. Because I think if we were to have come off the back of the Sutton game and then lost this one, Sutton wouldn't have looked very good performance. I, I, yeah, I get that side of it. Yeah, but if I mean, we continue on this, on this performance, run, if you look at this, I, I, I think we need to look at it on its own merit. Yeah, as because well. I, but I think you need to look, to look at it collectively as well. Hmm. Because otherwise... I, I, I don't see the point in looking at it right now, comparing it to what could happen in the future, though. Barrow on Tuesday or... Tonight, oh, of course, yeah, we've this, got our games, you know. haven't we? Yeah, I just sort of think you know, a home win is a home win. You know, the nil nil draw away at Sutton, I think it's, I think that will turn out to be a very good point. I mean, the two, the two points that we picked up against Forest Green and Sutton, two teams that are at the right end of the table along with us. You know, there's no divine right for Northampton Town to go and win three points against every team that they play. No, absolutely not. But, I also think as well that for the Forest Green point looks better now, having seen Forest Green versus Tranmere, right? Yeah, there's, yeah, there's an argument yeah. about it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, let's. Yeah. I, I've been thinking about that and wondering. Well, you know, some people are going and saying, "Well, it should have been three points about against Forest Green because their goal didn't cross the line." Yeah. You know, but I, I don't. You know, thinking about it, I'm not sure if we'd have scored either, unless that injustice had happened in the mm. first place. Yeah, I agree with that completely. Like taking the last three games, we've played two of the top, what is it, top four, is it maybe? Mm. Um, And a team who's chasing the playoffs, we've conceded one goal, which was a bit dodgy. So, I mean, since the Crawley game, it's actually been decent. And I think Mm. you're right, what you said at the start, Jeffy, that it's the performance that we needed to get back on the the track. We had to win that game, and however, we won that game. Because if we draw it again, we're still looking at three draws in a row and we've still got to get going again. But actually to go and perform against a team like that, who I think had won three of the last four away games, mm. um, to go and shut them down like we did. It was professional. It was exactly what we needed. And I think the substitutes, especially late on, I think it was about 20 minutes left on it when we made the double change. Mm. It just really solidified us again because they were starting to come into the game a bit and mm-hmm. we just shut up shop and had the outlet of, of Koiki, of Epia, um, of Hoskins and um, who else was on the other side was Pinnock on the other side um, yeah. to still break away and try and make a second. It's not like we stopped, but we just managed to see the game out really well. I thought. I think it's that. Um, it's like you say. It's not necessarily like when you're watching the game live. You of course want the cobblers to go on an attack and to go and get the second and maybe even a third goal. But like you say, the the fact is is that we actually nullified 
Salford in the second half. And we just sort of went, you're not going to score against us. And while I'm not saying that we didn't try and get that second goal, there were definitely moments where you look at it and you go, we probably could have put the game away, put the game to bed, so to speak, on the break. A couple of times, you know, um, Apaya had a couple of good chances. Um, I'm, I'm kind sure of actually nearly scored, of... didn't he? As well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did. In, didn't he? Yeah. Um... And, uh, Jeffy would have <laughs> heart rate would have been going tenfold <laughs> if you'd been watching literally... this game in person. As it happened, Kweeki... I just thought to myself, all I could think was Chessy's going mental right yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> as che- as Koiki, you know, cut in from the from the left hand side beat his man basically down the byline and then headed straight for the goal. I mean, it was it was really good. But, I mean, it was earlier on we'd actually seen a pyre do exactly the same thing where he'd pick the ball up on the right-hand side and he just headed straight for goal. There was no thought of let's put this ball into the box or anything like that. It was drive into the box and see what, what happens. Which is what we've been looking for for but months. Also, yeah, and also there was no thought of I'm going to go to the corner, which is quite interesting. Yeah. I think I think oh. at the time with both of those, I think it was maybe a tad early to think about going to the corner. And I think with, with Koikis especially, he was in the corner and he beat his man. And at that point, yeah. well, I'm out of the corner now and I'm free. So therefore, yeah. drive to go. He made the right decision to go. No one to puts Koiki in the corner. Jack. I was just about to say that. <laughs> I, I was literally just about to say that. If I, if I may, though, just to Teresa. be a bit of a um, don't don't. <laughs> um, <laughs> the one thing that I thought after he'd had his, I mean, it was saved, wasn't it? I think he went out for a corner. Yeah, um, Koiki shot. The one thing I did think to myself afterwards was that. He should have gone far post and not near post. Yeah. And I just I think, at it, here, it, it was stoppage time when he did it. So, Yeah, yeah, it don't was. get me wrong. I'm not complaining. I'm just thinking if he really wanted to score that goal, I think if you're going to, if you're John Brady now on Monday morning and you're saying to, you know, Ali, how can, you know, Ali's going, how can I improve? How Then the thing that I would say, or, or rather uh, probably Rico would be the person that I'd be talking to, I would expect Rico to say, well, you go far post, not near post. In that situation, you try and no, put no. It Rico in the would be saying you cross to the striker. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but if if you put Rico in that position, Rico's shooting every single time, isn't he? Let's be honest. So you can't, you know, Rico's not passing up that opportunity. Oh no, it's not. No, but he's the one in the middle not. screaming at him to. Of course it is. Yeah, but get him in, Charles. Get Rico get back him up. in. Get him in. Um, but yeah, I, I thought with just going back to Papaya for a for for a moment. Go on, oh, love him, love what him. What a debut! Charles. What a debut! <laughs> Danny, you you mentioned that he reminded you of a certain former player from the nineties. Yes, he's got he's got the F and E lad look about him, hasn't he? Oh. And just that pace and the skill and the the, the directness. I think what it what it mm. was to me that he wasn't just like you're not your kid. I mean. Well, comparing to Carnage, it's probably a little bit unfair, but it's miles apart how they approach the game and how they like Epia just took the ball and you just knew he wants a goal, he wants to make something happen, and he's got that strength that Atete had to hold off players and to to keep the ball and to make a little bit of excitement. And I just I loved it. Like a twenty minute cameo, it was amazing. Like is is so he good. the is he the Atete replacement for you? I think he's better than Yes, I think there's potential. I know John Brady was talking after the game about new signings and it might be that we still go for that little bit of experience as a centre-forward. I don't know that he can come off um, so that we've got a little Mm. bit of options, but it looked like he can play anywhere across the front, didn't it? And it's just going to be one of those players, I think, that as long as he stays fixed, there's a little bit of a worry about his fitness. He's just back from injury and stuff. Um, But if he stays fit for the season, once he gets the ball, we know now from that 20-minute cameo on Tuesday night, as soon as he gets the ball, people are going to be up. up. And that's what we've yeah. missed for so long. We've missed that player who's just going to get a ball and just run and go direct and just mm-hmm. take players on and, and excite the crowd. Like we were talking a couple of weeks ago about the players being responsible somewhat for for getting the crowd going. And he's someone who will, I'm like, I'm sure of it. He really, really impressed me for, with what he I, did. It'd be different, I think, when it's from the start. It'd be interesting to see if he starts on Tuesday to see if mm. it's any different. Because obviously, with 20 minutes to go, it's like you've got 
you know, 20 minutes just to run your ass off and it's a little bit different if you're starting, but really, really promising signs. It's so difficult though to to guess what John Brady is going to go with at the moment, which I think is a good thing, by the way. I think the fact that we're we're sort of second guessing what's going to happen in terms of a starting eleven, a formation, a style of play for each individual game. Because I mean, let's be honest, did we did any of us think that Hoskins was going to start up front on Saturday against Salford? Probably, knowing Hoskins. Um, <laughs> no, I wasn't sure because of Kanu. I didn't expect him to play up front. So No, well, I, I, think... cause I personally, and this is what I put on my fan hub app, predictor, lineup predictor, was I, I thought, well, Danny Rose will come back in. Mm. That, that I'd was have been my... furious, by the way. If that <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I wasn't absolutely. thinking that. I wasn't thinking that's what I want. I was trying to think. Well, what would what, what uh, do I expect to happen? And he, he fell over again, didn't he? Don't, sorry, don't, Charles, but he's fell over right near the end, <sighs> and they don't give the free kick. And if they've gone on to score that, then I, I would have been apoplectic. Just Charles. it just winds me up because all he looks at him and Paul Lewis. Paul Lewis is just as bad, you know. Mm. I'm getting really annoyed with Paul Lewis at the moment. Because he goes down so soft, basically gets a little bit of a brush of the shoulder and he goes down on the floor. The referee wasn't giving any of it. And I just thought, in a way, I was like, good on the referee for not giving that. Because if I'm on the opposition and a a free kick gets given for that, I'd be furious about it. So I I just kind of, I, I, I do want, I know Paul Lewis has been accredited with the goal, but I still go, what's he giving for this side at the minute? What's he really doing? I still can't tell you that much. What I, I think out of all of them, the first eleven, okay, let, let's let's forget the striker position because obviously that is up for grabs. There's no question about that at the moment. Although Apire has, you know, obviously given a good display and a good account of himself, I think that's probably what I would expect to see on Tuesday against Barrow. But that that number ten role. I think that's the most, you, you know, uncertain position in our team at the moment because I just don't really see what Paul Lewis is offering, and maybe yeah. that's unfair on him. But I think it's it's the Watson role from last season, isn't it? That he's looking. Look, John Brady is trying to get him to play. That he just appears late in the box, like he did on Saturday to to score. It's just yeah, but he's got to do more than that. He yeah, can't yeah, yeah, exactly. No, that. I know what you mean. He's got to create yeah. as well, hasn't he? Yeah, and um, to me, every time he got on the ball, he looked to win a free kick. And most of the time, he wasn't being fouled and the referee knew it. And, I, I you know, I'm not I'm not going to blame Danny Rose for, 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 you know, that. Do you remember that? Was it, there was an advert, wasn't there, when maybe it was for Paddy Power, where they 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 had the, the players in training and they were all tra- being trained to go down and feign injury or try and win a free kick. Do you remember that a few years ago? Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it almost feels like that's what's happened here, is that maybe they're kind of going, well, if Danny Rose can do it quite well, we'll all learn from him. And actually, I hate it. I really do. I, I've got a very strong opinion of this. And I know people will be listening and going, well, you didn't have a problem when Charlie Good was doing it. But actually, I did. I, I found it laughable that... <laughs> the referees were that poor that they would give it. And the only reason why Charlie Good kept doing it was because he kept getting the free kicks. If, you know, I, I, I actually look at it and think that if Charlie Good wasn't getting the free kicks, he would have stopped doing it. Whereas Danny Rose doesn't seem to be learning. And neither does Paul Lewis. They don't seem to learn that actually they won't get the free kick. And when I saw that Danny Rose was coming on, and this is no effect, you know, I'm not being horrible to Danny Rose but at the moment Danny Rose get you know Saturday against Salford I saw Danny Rose about to come on and I thought to myself well basically what we're doing is we're trying to just win a free kick to ease the pressure on us that's basically what the game plan is here is hoof the ball up towards Danny Rose Danny Rose will fall over and try and win a free kick ease the pressure and I don't agree with it I don't think it's good to watch. I don't think it's... I, I, I don't care about this whole professionalism type thing. It's not professional. It's basically using the fact that referees are gullible, in some cases, in your favour. And I just think, no, play football. 
Danny Rose, when he was at Mansfield, scored goals. I know it wasn't particularly, you know, prolific. But he scored more goals for Mansfield than he has for us. Why can't we use him in that way? That's all he's become in my mind, is just a player that falls over and tries to win free kicks. Well, There's nothing else to his game. now to try and stop that by way of actually being able to have different options up front, right? Mm. I mean, it, it, it's it's almost like it's a DNA that's become part of the football club, and maybe that's Keith Curl's fault. Uh, I don't. I wouldn't say it's completely. I think it's one or two players. I wouldn't say it's part of the DNA. It's. I don't. I didn't see a lot of it on Saturday. I don't think I noticed Lewis doing it that much. But I don't. I think Danny Rose is that type of player. You're never going to get that outside of him. Out. He just likes to wind up, doesn't he? He likes to be. Mm. That's your house. And I don't. I think there was more of it under Carl for sure. Like, I don't think it's massively. I wouldn't say it's DNA. No. Okay. I wouldn't either. I disagree with that. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, what else happened on Saturday? Oh, I've got to ask you. Mm-hmm. There was a very, very nasty um, challenge that seemed to go kind of unpunished because I'd say a yellow card is no punishment, if I'm being honest. Um, Low, I think it was. Oh, this is when... Jason Lowe's one, yeah. Oh, just I, wasn't it? What did we think? What did we think? The irony, eh? I mean, no, I, I saw it. <laughs> I saw it just in real time, and at the point I went, I was literally like, "That's got to be I'm wrong." I'm so glad Danny appreciated that. I, I got it. Don't you worry. <laughs> Don't worry. I'm just conscious of that you know. Tickle-bee. But at the time, I thought to myself, "That's a red card." So did I straight yeah. away when I was watching it back yeah. on the replay. Pete Danny? didn't. Yeah. Well, of course he didn't. He sided <laughs> with the referee, didn't he? Let's be honest. Flipping it, Pete. However, yeah. however. I think in real time, I mean, I think I thought it was, but that's with me having hindsight, having a camera and it not being in real time, just to kind of, I've, I think if the ref's in doubt, then it should be a red, really. Oh, the ref's not in doubt. Is that what you mean? If the ref's not in doubt, it should be red. Because I think if he's in doubt, he maybe gives the yellow. Because he's not no, I, sure. Does that make sense? Uh, I kind of mean that if 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 he's in doubt that it's a if it's if he thinks oh that's an iffy challenge, yeah, then that should be a red. So, for example, if he's given a yellow, I don't think it's enough. I think it should be a red on the basis that it, of the type of challenge, if that makes sense. The fact that he studs up and he's gone straight yeah, into his ankle. Yeah, if you were to compare yeah. it to... Shin, whatever it was, yeah. You know, if someone... Last man, for example, which, by the way, is definitely a red, but last man and he's pulled the shirt back, it's not violent. It's just gamesmanship, which is mm-hmm. wrong, but it's still the same outcome, right? We well, need our friend Trevor card, on the, isn't it? We need our friend Trevor on the sidelines, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> whistle up. And, Trevor Kettle yeah. to blow, blow a gasket. Needed him, yeah. okay. He'll spot anything from. He'll spot that from a mile off. It did seem. I, I did. I, I remember thinking to myself, "That is an awful challenge," and and being very surprised that the referee immediately got his yellow card out. Like literally, he had his yellow card straight out. It was just down by his side, and he was just waiting. You know, the Cobblers players were were absolutely furious with the challenge. And rightly so, I think. If you look it back on the replay, it's a dreadful challenge and it's definitely a red card offence. There's no no question about it. And yet the referee was immediately there with a yellow, ready to go. Like he, It was like, I'm, I'm only giving a yellow for that. That's it. And I think the referee... I think the referee lost control of the game at a couple of points. I think, and part of it is maybe because of the fact that he let that go was just the yellow card. There were so many times when, and I know football fans like to whinge about encroachment, don't they, for throw-ins, you know, where they take the throw-in 10 yards down the line from where the ball went out and things like that. But if the, if the referee is going to allow that to happen, what else is he going to let the, the players get away with? And it, it showed, really, for me, on on the game that, the referee wasn't really that bothered. He gave a lot of, or, or rather, he let a lot of things go for both sides that I thought were obvious free kicks, obvious fouls. Um, it just didn't 
yeah, it didn't sit well with me. Although the one thing that I will say is that, and I love this so much. There was one point, and I think this was after this potential red card incident had happened already. So we've moved on a few minutes in the match. And um, a free kick was given for the Cobblers. But John Brady had literally got the line, uh, got the fourth official. Almost, he, he'd got hold of both of his arms and was almost shaking him. <laughs> and Gary Bowyer went absolutely mental about it and was so unhappy. I don't know whether it was unhappiness about the decision that was had been given to give us a free kick or whether it was the fact that essentially John Brady had maybe influenced the fourth official or what, but it was, it made for an entertaining couple of minutes for us. Loads of people telling Gary Bowie just to shit that, just to sit down and just to shut up. <laughs> I was surprised for him getting that animated. It's usually a bit of a dour individual, isn't he? Well, that, Gary Bowie for, is, he doesn't usually get excited game, like that. Start of the game, I didn't see him because he was just sat on the bench. He let his assistant do the standing up and giving the orders out, but not long into it. And I think maybe that's a bit of a John Brady thing, is that because John Brady is right out there on the, essentially, he's on the line, isn't he? Yeah. Um, really barking orders, really getting into the referee, getting into the fourth official, whereas Gary Bowyer is he's basically sat on the bench. I think that brought, Gary Bowyer out and into the interplay, so to speak. Um, but yeah, it was gotcha. it was funny. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, there, there's a part of me where I think to myself, should I really like that element of it? But John was clearly John Brady was. He, he just he's so passionate, and I love it. I can't I can't dislike the guy. He just wants to win. He's he's a winner. And whereas we would say, and we've said it before, haven't we, about how, you know, if say someone like Steve Evans was in charge, he was constantly <laughs> at the referee team. I don't think John Brady's quite like that. I think it's just a passion thing. Oh, it definitely is. Yeah. Yeah. It's, he's not doing it in a like vile manner, is he? It's more no. like, he's just, like you said, he just wants to win. And he, you could tell he's the type of bloke who goes back down the tunnel and he'll, he'll go in and, See the ref if he's allowed <laughs> to um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. to have to, to have a chat about it and to once it's calmed down a bit and it's all just heat the moment stuff. I it's think, just the volcano him. effect. Yeah, oh, it's fair yeah. enough. I'd rather that than someone just yeah. he couldn't be asked. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, Gary, do you remember Gary Johnson? I don't mm. even just just sat down, he didn't he? He was just like, oh, I'm not bothered anymore. I'm just gonna <laughs> sit down. Isn't it? Didn't he also? Let <laughs> me throw back. Um, hand his resignation in. At half time, <laughs> I think we did. And then that got for told him, by too. David Cardoza, <laughs> "No, you're not off your pop," and off he went. But I don't, oh, I don't, know. don't, yeah. don't make me think of him again. He, he senses all of us, doesn't he? Oh, and he does. I yeah. know he was terrible, but you know, there's it, it's really stuck, isn't it? That's never gone away, and normally we kind of forget about him. Yeah, you're right. It hasn't gone away. It's fa- never gone away. Yeah. The fact that Lee Johnson, his son, has been sacked by Sunderland. I, f- I think that's hilarious, and I can't help it. It's just one of those things that is a hangover from the fact that his dad was terrible as manager of Northampton Town mm. Football Club. <laughs> it's one of those things. Yeah, he's um, really popular in the West Country. It's quite difficult. Yeah, yeah one place. Though. <laughs> <laughs> I think, no, two, sorry, two. It's very two, broad, two, two to be fair. So, a good result then, overall. Well Absolutely. Done. Keeps us going. Um, can I can I just bring up before <laughs> you won't have heard this, Charles? But um, oh. on the commentary that I was listening to, oh my um, god, you've got Pete Walton on um, <laughs> Cocoms, and um, as the double subs going off, he's he's somehow got Epia and Atete mixed up. Oh no. <laughs> he's gone coming on uh, Magloire and a Pepete. Brilliant. <laughs> 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 he's just got completely confused. Bless him. Oh, go on, Pete. Uh, by Pete. the way. Um, Maglore? Is that how we were saying? Yeah, Mag- how are we pronouncing that? Because we do need to get Mag- it right. Maglore. Oh, Maglore. He doesn't I sound like he's a Maglore. You did. You did. I um, want to stick to that because he seems like quite a glorious <laughs> player. So I'm going to just call him Glory. I, I uh, I'm going this. with Maggles. King Maggles. and Glory. Maggles. The King Love and the Glory that. at the back. Brilliant. Having a lovely time. Um, 
The one he was good. Touch, so. The one touch he had, and I, this is the one thing that is going to stand out for a long time for me about him. Because uh, I think I, I mean, they were saying on uh, post match, they were saying that the Cobblers went to three five two. But yeah. I thought at the time that it was more a case that McGlaw was playing right back and we still had two in the middle, i.e. Horsfall and Guthrie, with um, Koike on the left. Um, I mean, uh, you know, no, I think it was 3 5 2 from what I saw. Yeah, okay, from what I saw, it was 3 5 2 because she still had old um, Magazzo on the other side as well. Okay, yeah, I, I thought he'd just been pushed up into right midfield, to be honest, from what I, you know, was looking at. But anyway. McGlaw took the ball down and normally a League Two player would have just basically given it the old one-touch hoof forward again. But instead, he completely fooled the opposite man and took the most deftish of little touches that just took the ball past the player that was right in front of him and he went down the line. And I thought... There's the difference. Lovely. After last week, me saying about how, oh, I'm not happy about the fact that we've brought in this this youngster from another club in ahead of Max Deich. He in that one touch, I kind of went, fair enough. Yeah, let's just hope it's not his um, Eggly Kaja moment. Oh, don't you know? You know when he came on and did that one flick, and then we uh, yeah. well, I say we all. I got excited. <laughs> you did. It's yeah. the new, <laughs> it's the new messiah. I <laughs> uh, did a little flick, took a player on, and I thought, oh, here we go. Here this we is the go. one. Uh, yeah, never, never, to, be never to be seen again. Until oh. he came on for someone, Wimbledon. Yes, Wimbledon. Wimbledon. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh, right. Well, there you go. There's the sulphur game done, dusted. Um, I, I was going to say, let, let's go to the post bag, but we've not had anything in this week. Not properly. Malcolm, where are you, mate? Yeah, when, where's anybody? Here. It's, it's not around. It's... Do let us know. Cobblerstome.com. Uh, go to the website. There's a contact form. You can go on there or you can find us on Twitter at Cobblerstome. Um, Charles, or... I think actually, sorry, mm. I'll stop you there. I think there was a massive email sent to us, but large parts of it got redacted. So we just didn't read it out. Oh, it's a shame. Unfortunately. One of those. Um, but yeah, podcast at cobblerstome.com. For all your thoughts and opinions on the cobblers, then then let us know and we'll read yes. it out and we'll have a discussion about it. Um, but nothing this week, terribly. Um, there was a decent discussion or two on the Slack this week. So if you're a, or if you're not a member of our fan club on Patreon, then you are missing out for absolute sure. Um a couple of things. So, um, Danny, I, I believe, first of all, Mike Fuller um, was very, very happy um, with a particular football kit this week. Oh, yes. Bohemians he FC bit. in Ireland. Yes, yeah, they released their, yeah. their new kits because um, apparently Bob Marley was uh, once played at the Bohemian Stadium, I think that's his, right. His right final answer. concert. His, his final concert, yeah, yeah, at the stadium, which is insane. Um, and so they've released this shirt with Mr. Marley, old Bob, on it. So Mike <sighs> has asked, uh, my question to the whole team is, if given the opportunity, which pop star, celeb or historical figure would you include on a future cobbler's kit and why? I mean, I mean I, in the spirit of things, I had to say... First of all, so we have to go with a um, a musician who yeah. is no longer with us and has some form of connection to the stadium that we play in. So I've gone for Rick Parfit oh. of Status Quo. The only musician. <laughs> yeah, the only musician ever. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I mean, it could have been the other guy from Status Quo. could have been the other Quo. Um, <laughs> could have been quo. <laughs> could have been quo. Um, Stacey's no gone. With us. Long live no, no longer with Rick us. Rick Parfit is no longer with us. Yeah. Um, so I, I thought that that would be him. A few other suggestions. Uh, Des O'Connor, of course. Fifty yeah. uh, P. Lil. Danny, I, I didn't like your suggestion. Um, please tell me what does David Snedden have to do with Northampton <laughs> Town Football Club? Uh, it bring, brings joy to the ears of the town folk on a I regular see. basis. I see. Okay. Okay. I'm. I'm. I'm not <laughs> having Snedders. it. Um, <laughs> so uh, the picture of Snedders on the front of your shirt. Bless him. Um, I think I misread the question. I saw. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think you did as well. Um, there was 
there was news on the day that we recorded that uh, uh, former Cobblers legend, legendary goalkeeper Andy Woman has turned down the job at Gillingham mm. to stay with Conference side. Oh, sorry, National League side uh, Bromley. Probably um, wise, given yeah. what happened on Saturday. Yeah, <laughs> they they beat Knox uh, County on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. G- Gillingham Fine. didn't have a no, too good a Gillingham afternoon, did they? Good, they? Gillingham uh, broke records accidentally. Accidentally. <laughs> Accidentally well, not accidentally, through their, through their incompetency. Oh, so dear. incompetently broke records, oh. which, I mean, we've done in the past, let's be honest, but oh, not like you. that. Absolutely. Uh, I would like to say that uh, thanks very much to Daniel Darwood for his um, weekend report of his visit down to Northampton. Um, he stayed in a travelodge and found Malcolm Christie in the car park on Friday mm-hmm. night, uh, which was good. I'd also like to say thank you very much to Melbourne Cobbler for his fantastic story that I will not be repeating on the podcast uh, about curry. Uh, <laughs> um, if you've uh, not uh, seen this, if you're not a member of the Patreon and you'd love to be, then please go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Join the fan club. You get access to our Slack forum, which is absolutely brilliant. You get loads of extra content, um, including the Basement Tales, which is Danny's weekly roundup of all the leads to action um and also uh, it must be said that you get well as long as i can do it in time um you get early access to the brand new returning preview show which went right. down a storm last week it's all thanks to danny for pestering me so danny well done um You're you finally got it back <laughs> we did it was fun this week it was it was very be good. fun this week as well Absolutely. So uh, that will be out as usual on a Friday morning in your pod feeds. You don't need to do anything different. It's in exactly the same place that you will find this podcast. Um, just search for It's All Cobblers to Me wherever you get your podcasts and it will be there on a Friday, the preview show next week, uh, previewing Warsaw, mm. I think it is, that we've got. I wonder uh, who we might talk about. I with wonder. <laughs> I wonder who that could be. Um so yes, enjoy that. Enjoy the Patreon and everything that's uh, in there as well. If you choose to sign up, it's only two pound a month. You might as well. It helps us to keep giving you content. This podcast is always going to be free. If you'd like to help us keep it that way, then just sign up to the Patreon. Two pound a month, dead easy. Patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. And it also allows us to continue our support for NTFC Women's Abbey Bruin and NTFC Women were in action this weekend away at Lincoln United. James Wiles has all of the information that you need about that. Cobblers women won 1-0 away to Lincoln United in a top-of-the-table clash in the league on Sunday. Captain Leah Cadone scored the Cobblers goal, a stunning strike which was her sixth in just four games. The sides largely cancelled each other out in the opening 45 minutes. It took a moment of individual brilliance to break the deadlock when Cadone pounced on a loose ball and volleyed into the far corner from the edge of the box. The second half took a while to get going, but Lincoln began to push forward in search of an equaliser in the last quarter of an hour. Despite substantial Lincoln pressure late on, Cobbs held on to end their opponent's five-game winning run in the league. They remained three points clear in first place after Chesterfield's victory against Mansfield Town. I switched to joint managers Lou Barry and Josh Oldfield after the game. So Josh, a 1-0 win in an even game against Lincoln United. What are your thoughts on the performance and the result? Yeah, a different performance because of the quality of Lincoln and the way that they made the game difficult. We knew that was going to be the case. It's a, a good team that we're playing against. But we, we got everything out of the girls. We got everything out of the girls. They were outstanding. Um, that's the different, not, not the, the sort of game that maybe we're used to in terms of having all of the ball, controlling the game and dictating all elements of it. But we did everything that we had to do today to get a result and, and we totally deserve it. In, in my opinion, we were, we were excellent. We really were. And Lou, a great way to win it. What a goal from Leah Cadone. Yeah. Look, these games are often settled with something like that, a mistake or a bit of brilliance. And thankfully for both teams, it was a bit brilliant today. Um, we didn't create a lot. They made it difficult. We knew they were going to be quite direct, and they were. Uh, they were busy. They got about the place, made it difficult for us. And you know, I don't think we were unbelievable today with our quality. Um, and I think they'll be disappointed with their performance as well. But um, to get the win, it's huge. And a goal like that to win it is what we needed. And she continually steps up when we need her. Could she's done it again today. 
Josh, league cup next week against Nottingham Forest development side. What are your thoughts going into that one? Same as always. Same as always. We go, go into that game trying to win, to maintain momentum, which is is big for us. Um, and we've done that really, really well this season. Um, the last couple of seasons, we've had difficult periods and, and periods of, of stop-start. But we've had a, a continuous game schedule, which has really benefited us. And throughout that time, we've continued momentum. So nothing more, nothing less than normal. We prepare in the same way as we do for every game. We go and try and win the game. And finally, Lou, going back to Sixfield soon. You must be excited for that. Yes, we are. Um, brilliant. It's not on our thought process at the moment, anywhere near it. We've got a big, important League Cup court final next week and then two huge games um, away to Chesterfield and at home where, you know, if we don't put in performances in those games, this win means nothing today. So we're focusing on that, but we can't wait. Obviously, the, the traction and the support we've got from people on Twitter has been fantastic. We haven't even played a home game in so long and the support is still unbelievable. We can't wait to get back there uh, and we can't wait to fill it out to go into the show the and give the support to those girls that absolutely deserve it. Thanks very much to James. Thank you very much to Josh and Lou as well. Um, lovely stuff. Go on. What a win. I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm very, very happy for the whole team. Leah Cadone is on fire. It sounded as if we have a sniff of a thunder bastard. I can't wait to see the highlights from this. It's going to be a good highlight, I reckon. Yes. You're right. It's going to be a brilliant... I, I, I don't need to see it. That goal is going to be amazing. Mm. Can there I mention the uh, development team as well, Charles, who got to the develop it. final of the Northampton FA Cup with an 8-1 win over Road Oof. Ladies. Oof. Gracie Williams with four, Rachel St. John Moss with two, Peggy Lee and Eleanor Banning with the goals. Go on. Almost, Go on the devs. It almost feels unfair because at least three of those goal scorers have scored goals for the first team. Oh, this season. Well, that also means the first team, the first team did it without some of their regular players. Oh, possibly, yeah. You know, that's, I mean, brilliant stuff. Absolutely brilliant. We're massive supporters, oh. and I yes. think I, I think I know exactly what you're going to say, <laughs> Dally. Um, big news big for Northampton Town women fans. They're back at Sixfields. Yes, not too long away uh, in March. Is that right, Danny? Please yeah, tell 13th. me you've got the date. 13th of March, 2 o'clock. Um, so it's to coincide with International Women's Day that week. Uh, I think they're playing Loughborough. Oh, when's International Men's Day? It's oh, November. Get over up. it. <laughs> um, they return, uh, they're playing Loughborough Students Women, which will be a big game. Fairly close to the end of the season, I think. So get get down there. I think there was about 600 last time, was there? So let's be great Smash to get 1,000, wouldn't it? Absolutely. And oh. I, I will say, knowing what I know... Um, that is a, a, a former Abbey Bruin club. So Abbey Ooh. will be playing against a former team that she used to play with. Oh, big oh, one, that. Tasty. Go on, Abbey. Tasty. Go on, have them. Hat trick. <laughs> i tell you what, right? I'm going to say it now. Abbey, oh. if you score a hat trick, okay, in fact, for every goal, every goal that you score against Loughborough, oh. <laughs> I will personally <laughs> give you 20 quid. <laughs> For six points. For each goal you score. <laughs> Hold on. This is against Loughborough at Sixfields. For every goal that Abby Bruin scores, Charles will give her £20. Absolutely. Excellent. Abby, you know what to do There girl. you go. <laughs> Come I mean, on. This will be proof of whether Abby actually listens, won't it? <laughs> <laughs> Don't you on. worry. We'll make sure she knows. <laughs> oh, dear. There you go. Well, look, thank you very much, Chesie. Thank you for joining us. Thank you very much to Danny as well. For thank you, Charles. Well. And fun. I just put a throw out there, a shout mm. out. Please um, throw this it. This time next week, you will get kebab shop updates. Oh, oh yes. Warsaw, Warsaw kebab yes. shop. Yeah. Yes. Warsaw Jeffrey, kebab you should, shop updates. You should come on the preview show to ask about it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Good show. Someone asked for me. Just send us a voice note. We'll play it out and we'll ask the uh, the, the, the boy, is it the Warsaw One Pod Beyond <laughs> yes, I think podcast? It is, yeah. I, yeah. Think I mean, I was 11 up. years old. It, it might not even be an orange building anymore. <laughs> I hope it is. I really want it to be that orange building. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> I'll <have> a <laughs> selfie outside of it. Hello, I'm here. <laughs> Brilliant. Thanks so much for listening we really appreciate all your support i know that we've got this great big award but it's you guys listening that really matters so thank you thank you thank you and goodbye see you on friday for the preview show there's the cup there's the pictures you'll see on tomorrow's back pages the cobblers are going through into division one 
Bring them on because we deserve it. This podcast is a proud member of the Fan Hub 100. Football without fans is nothing, so we've partnered with FanHub to put fans first. Search FanHub app to play your part in the journey. Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers to Me fan club. Every month you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content such as our Meet the Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else, and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.